0: Yeah. Halle glory. All right, all right, all right. This side, this side. Real quick. This side, halle. This side, glory. We're going quick. We're going quick. This side, halle. This side, glory. This side, halle. This side, side, glory. ready? Y'all are ready. Are y'all ready to get into the Word of God? If you're ready, let me hear you say, hallelujah. All right, now tell the person next to you, it's about to go down. (laughs) Now tell the person on the other side, it's about to go down again. (laughs) It is about to go down again. Here's what I want to speak over you as we get ready to dive into God's Word. I just need you to know and understand that the Spirit of God is in this place. Amen? And I'm not saying that based on a goose bump or a feeling. I'm saying that because the truth of God's word says where two or more are gathered in my name, he says there I am in the midst. So God is here whether we feel it or not. Now feelings can be a part of the presence of God. Goosebumps may be a part of the presence of God, but God is here because he promised he would be. God is here because he said, I am not a man that I can lie, and so what I say in my word, I am faithful to perform it and complete it. And he says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm one, y'all are a few hundred, we are gathered in the name of Jesus, so the Lord is in this place. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We have been on a journey, it seems like longer than it really has been, right? I feel like we've been on a journey all week, but it's just been like a day and a half, like, or a full day, yeah. We've been on this short journey, and, and let me see how much of the journey that you remember. We're going on a journey from where to where? All right, show me your hands. Show me your face. Show me your hands, face, hands, face. Let's go. Y'all paying attention. Y'all the best camp I've ever been to. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's go. Now, some of you may be present and I've been at previous camps with you. Um, Forgive me. Hallelujah. Amen. But we're going from this journey of hands to face. Hands to face. Hands to face. Where we're not just satisfied with the hands of God, But we're seeking the face of God. We're not just going after the blessings of God and the help of God, but we want to have a relationship with our God who can hold our hands through the roller coaster that is life. And we can really discover that he is, like his word says he is, a very present help in the time of trouble. That's what this weekend is about. This weekend is about realizing the cycle that we're in that is called this life, and realizing that our pursuits of meaning and purpose are meaningless and purposeless without the creator, the one who really gives meaning and the one who really gives purpose. And last night, we we got introduced to God, big God, Woo! God is with us, he loves us, he's for us. We got introduced to God. Hallelujah. And then this morning we got introduced to that uh, to that to that to that low-key killer. Pride. That sin. And 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 how much of, 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 of us have sin nature in us? Raise your hand if you got some sin. Okay. All of us. If you're not raising your hand, lying is a sin. Come on. There it is. It's, it's evident. Some way or somehow it's evident. And we learn that we all sin, and and the way that we begin to seek the face of God, let me take a step back. The way we begin to seek the face of God is by fearing God. And hopefully we learn that fearing God is not, ah, I'm scared, oh, he's going to kill me. Now, there is an element of awe that comes with beholding God. Because he is huge. He's big. The Bible has moments, records moments where God has to hide some of himself because all of himself is too much for us to behold with the naked human eye. So he had to cover or, or just give Moses a, sign of, a, a sight of his back. So there is an element of that. But it's not we have to be scared and, and scared of God. But the fear of God means what? We start with God. We start with God. We don't start with Instagram. We don't start with TikTok. We don't start with our friends. You guys are getting to the point where you're old enough where you might not even start with your parents where your faith is concerned. We start with God. We start with God, putting him first. That's fearing him we start with God and and the more we start with him the more we trust him the more we believe him the more we get to know God the more we get to know that we can enjoy God come on I have a good time with the Lord the Lord loves me I'm not for everybody but my goodness the Lord loves me I'm a little weird to some people, but my goodness, the Lord loves me. Some people are like, he's very loud. And I'm like, I know the Lord loves me, right? Like, I love it. I love the Lord. But I don't love him because I just woke up one day and was like, Lord, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) No. I love him because he first loved me. He first loved you. And this is how we begin this journey from hands. This is how we begin this journey from and we've been looking at Solomon and we've been looking at Solomon's journey. We see Solomon started with the face, then started living his life going after just the hands and all of the resources and and maybe not not looking to the source as much. And then all of a sudden, Solomon at the end of his life is like, it's all meaningless. It's all like trying to catch your breath, not but anybody try to catch their breath today? Just in the cold because you can see it better. Because it was really cold and snowy, and you're like, "Mm, I'm about to catch it today. Come on. It's cold and it's snowing. It's gone. Like, this is what Solomon is saying our pursuits are. Now, he's not saying that pursuits are bad. He's not saying don't go get an education. Don't don't try to make a lot of money and have a good job. Don't be a great wife. Don't be a great husband. He's not saying those things. Don't try to make good decisions. He's not saying those things. He's just saying those those things, those pursuits hit different when you got God with you. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying, and I'm excited about this space, this journey that we're going to step into tonight, because now we're going to step into um, we're, we're going to step into a, a, a cycle. We're going to step into a cycle. And I found myself in, in many seasons of my life in cycles um, of, of sin, cycles of sin, cycles where um, you, you, maybe, maybe you can relate to this. You, have you ever had a season or a time? Where you did something you know you wasn't supposed to do, and you're like, and you feel convicted, and 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 sometimes it's not conviction where it's like, um, like, like you still feel loved by the Lord. Sometimes it's shame, and you feel like oh, I gotta run from the Lord, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna just strap up my boots. I'm gonna be strong. I got this. I won't fail again. I won't fall again. Whoo! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then three weeks later. You find yourself in the same situation, doing the same things, getting up, making the same promises. It's been cool talking to some of you guys um, in passing here and there because uh, some of you have, have, have let me in on some of the facts that you know, you've, you've found that your faith has become like a cycle. It's like the same thing over and over again. Winter camp, we, Christianity uh, sucks, Christianity sucks, Christianity sucks, Christianity sucks, Christianity. Oh, that was a good word. My youth pastor is dope. Christianity sucks. Christianity sucks. Christianity sucks. Christianity. 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 Ooh, I read my Bible. It's been five months, but man, that was the Lord really knew what I needed right there, didn't He? Christianity sucks. Christianity sucks. Christianity sucks. Christianity. Summer camp! Yay! I'm gonna change the world for Jesus. Right? Cycle cycle, maybe that's not your cycle, but what we get to see right now is we are going to get a glimpse into King Solomon's cycle. We're going to get, the, get, the, get a glimpse into the cycle that he identifies, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting because I think we all might be able to relate to this cycle. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says this, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9, what do people really get for all their work, their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. It's so interesting because I wrote this down. It says, God has created time in such a way that it cannot bring fulfillment. God has created time in such a way that it cannot bring fulfillment. See, what what Solomon is identifying, he's identifying a cycle that all of us find ourselves in. Raise your hand if you woke up this morning. Amen. Hallelujah, you made it. Some of y'all are like, not really, not really. I am a shell of myself, sir. I am a shell of myself, but you're here, you're here, you made it, and you're probably going to go to sleep soon, that's this cycle of life, you're here, you're made it, you're going to go to sleep soon, we do some things in between, but we're here, we made it, we're going to go to sleep soon, and then there's moments where the cycle is messed up and someone passes away, someone moves on, and we, we but, but, but we're still in this cycle. And I love it because what Solomon is doing is he is identifying a cycle that we all are in. This cycle of time going around and around doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. (sighs) Got it. And over and over and over and over again. And how many of you get tired Of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And when we find ourselves in this cycle, if we're not careful, what happens is that sin nature in us. Starts to make some things happen. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Oh, we've been lacking in affirmation in our lives. We've been on the gram comparing ourselves to them, them, and them. They look way better than us. Let's go do a few things over here with them so that we can get the affirmation that we need. And then we get into a cycle of getting what we need from resources instead of going to the source to get exactly what we need. But this is how God made it. God has created time in such a way that it cannot bring fulfillment. Rather, rather, it reveals a vacuum in the human heart that can only be fulfilled by him. A vacuum in the human heart that can only be fulfilled by him. Not just not the blessings in his hands, not the, not the things that he's going to give to you, not the gifts that he's blessed every single one of you with. And let me take this moment to take a quick sidebar to speak this over your life. Every single one of you in this room, you are gifted by God. It does not matter if you feel gifted. It does not matter if you think that the person next to you is way more gifted than you feel like you are at times. Your God gave you a gift. Your God has planted gifts inside of you that is dope that is off the hook But you won't know how to access them. You won't know how to use them You may not even though they are there without His face Without his face But you are gifted You are gifted young lady You are gifted young man Oh, but you're weird. I know I know it. You are. I see it in your eyes. I see it in your eyes. You're where? Hey, you're gifted. Oh, but you don't know how anxious I feel all the time. You're gifted. You don't know the bouts with depression that I experience. You're gifted. You don't know the struggles with pornography that I have right now. You're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. We see Solomon. Was gifted. God never took away the gift. God never took away the gifts, but at the end of Solomon's life, he realized that the gift is nothing without the gift giver. The gift is nothing without the gift giver. So, why does it get boring, this cycle? Why does this thing get boring? Why does it get annoying? Why is it like, ah, I'm over this? Why? Why is this cycle of life a time for everything, a time for this? Why does it get so mundane? Why does it get annoying and boring? Why, 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 why? Because you are built different. Mm Mm-hmm. You better elbow somebody right next to you and say, 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 wake up first. Say, wake up, wake up. up. Tell them to wake up because, you're not going to fall asleep tonight. Not tonight. Tell them to wake up, Jesus. Okay. Now, now tell them you're built different. Tell the other person, are you awake? You're built different. Why is it boring? Why is it boring? Why is it boring? You're built different. Why is it boring? You're built different. Why is it annoying? You're built different. Why is it frustrating? You're built different. And let me tell you, let me tell you, because Solomon identifies in the scriptures that we just read, Solomon identifies how different you and I are built. He identifies how different you and I are built. He, he says he has planted eternity in the human heart. He has planted eternity in the human heart. This is why the pursuit of everything will ultimately end in unfulfillment for our lives. This is why no matter how rich we become, no matter how many accolades we can stack up, because we're, we're, we're built differently. We're built with eternity in our hearts, but so often we settle for resources. We are built for eternity, but so often we settle for the here and now. And we say, this is just what it is. Ho-hum. Woe is me. This is just what it is. This is just my lot in life, no. I need you to understand, family. You are built different. You are built different. But can I just tell you, be, like, like, like being built different is not in the sense of, 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 of like you, you know, when you, when someone says you built different, like it feels like that person that you say is built different just ran through a wall, like they just ran through. Okay, like, okay, let me give you a good example, good example. So I'm walking down to the chapel meeting, and I'm built different. And what I mean by that is the cold hits my bones differently. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling y'all the truth. A brother is very skinny. Amen. Hallelujah. A brother is skinny. So what happens is I don't have a whole lot of meat to, like, help the cold distribute in other places. No, babies. What happens Is the cold comes in, penetrates, goes right to the bone, and the whole body is cold. And the whole body says, brother, we are not in Kansas anymore. That's what happens to me. And I'm walking down, and I have about seven layers on right now. Right now. I'm walking down, and I got my my layers on. I'm geared up. I'm like, got my hoodie on, got my beanie that looks weird on me on, but I don't care. I got my ears covered because I don't like the heat escaping my ears. (laughs) It's very weird, the cold and I. I see a group of students walking down. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? They got little sweaters on. (laughs) And you know who you are. You know who you are. Little sweaters on, just walking. I was and then where wait is Isaac Isaac in here? That man is walking around (laughs) barefooted. One might say he is built different. (laughs) Right? My guy is walking around. (laughs) Built different. I look at that man with admiration every time. I'm like, brother, man, your feet ain't frozen off yet. What's happening? But it's not, it's not. It's not you're just stronger, or you can do more, or you can accomplish more, or you're bigger and badder than everyone else. No, you and I, humans, God's creation in general, we are built different because we are built not as a finite creature. We are built with eternity in our hearts. We're built with eternity in our hearts. No wonder we have big dreams. No wonder we have big aspirations. We're built with eternity in our hearts. That's how God built us. But so often we're built with what God has placed in us, but we try to figure it out ourselves. We don't get to know the one who built us. That's what Solomon is saying. He's like, you want to break out of the routine, get to know the king. That's a t-shirt. Come on, somebody. That's that's a good word. Uh, Somebody that's my friend, just write that down and then text it to me so I can say it next week at the Jordan. Amen? I just want to say it next week. I just want to say it next week. Does that make sense? I don't even know what I said. Does that make sense? I don't know what I said. I don't know. The king, the king... Ring. I don't know what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. Memorize it later. <laughs> See, this is this is what this is what Solomon is saying. We have to get to know the king. We have to get to know. We have to get to know the king because we are built with eternity in our hearts. We are built with eternity in our hearts. And if you take notes, write this down. And I want you to make it personal. I am built with eternity in my heart. I am built with eternity in my heart. And maybe that might be your confession for the next week or two. I'm built with eternity in my heart. And I know that's kind of lofty, right? Like, what does it even mean to be built with eternity in your heart? It sounds very far away. It sounds very far away. It does. It sounds like eternity. Eternity, 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 eternity. It sounds very far away. But what if I told you? What if I told you that eternity is now? What if I told you that eternity is now? Okay, okay. All right, I got the scriptures. I got the scriptures. I'm going to tell you. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, John. John. Okay, I got to calm down because I get excited. John 17. John 17, 3. What if I told you eternity is now? What if I told you eternity is now? What if I told you eternity is now? John 17, 3. And this is the way to have eternal life. This is the way to enter into eternity. This is the way to have eternal life. It says this, to know you. It says this, to know you. What is the way to have eternal life? To know you. What is the way to have eternal life? To know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Eternity is not some place that we get to after we pass away on this side of eternity. Eternity is now. That's why I say on this side of eternity because eternity is going to look different when I'm on the other side with Jesus but eternity is now what uh, eternity is now what does that mean you and I are called to know God now eternity is knowing him eternity is knowing him oh but we settle for accomplishing things we settle for and those are good things I have graduated from college. These are good things. I try to be a good husband, try to be a good dad. These are good things. I try to be a good pastor. These are good things. But oh, I'm built for eternity. You're built for eternity. And eternity is knowing God now. Eternity is knowing God now. So when you and I don't take steps to get to know God, there goes a part of us that goes unfulfilled. There's a part of us that goes unfulfilled. And so we try to fulfill it with resources. I try to, I try to fulfill it with even good things. Even good things. I try to fill it at times with my wife. She's a good thing in my life. But she's not the source. And the moment I give, the moment I give that. To her, and I make her the source, is the moment I set her up for failure. There's only one source. Eternity is now. If you take notes, write that down. Eternity is now. So here's what's bananas in your notes right now if you took notes when I asked you to take notes. What's bananas is you have, I am built for eternity, right? I think that's what I said. Yep, okay. You have, I am built for eternity, and then you have, eternity is now, and then you have, eternity is knowing Jesus. I am built for, look at that. (laughs) That That's a good word, huh? I, I mean, look at the journey there. Look at the journey. I'm built for eternity. Eternity is now. Eternity is knowing Jesus. I'm built for this. This is now. I need to know him now. And, and, and how do you get to know him? If I, if I asked you, anybody got a crush in here? You got a crush on somebody? It could be, it could be you know, you don't have to put it. Put, don't put your business out in the streets. It's okay. Don't put your business out in the streets, but safe space. Amen. Safe space, safe space, okay, 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 okay. Now let me ask you a question, bring it back, bring it back. Let me ask you a question, let me ask you a question. My question to you, my question to you is this. Bring it back, here's my question. If I said to you, all you need to do for the rest of camp is get to know your crush. That's all you got to do. And your crush was like, I'm available, or I'm available, whatever that looks like. <laughs> whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. Some of you would be like, oh my gosh, I can't, clutch his pearls. I know. But, 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 but what would you begin to do? You would begin probably by asking questions of your crush. You would begin by talking to your crush. You would begin by listening to your crush. See, so often we make getting to know God so complicated. We make getting to know God so complicated. You know why we complicate it so much? Because we don't want to do it. Ooh, Ooh that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> so when you, do, when you say things that hurt, you have to dance to distract. It hurts. It hurts. We make it so complicated because we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. And family, we settle. We settle. We settle for resources when we serve a creator. And we are created in his image. We are created in his image. Not to go off and do our own thing, but... To discover what he has created us to do. Insert the gospel. Oh, insert the good news. Insert the scripture that we know with all of our heart. John 3.16. And seventeen, and it says this, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have, any, but have eternal life. Eternal life doesn't, it starts now. It's not something that I'll get to in the future. It's a now moment. It's a now season. It's a knowing now. It's a knowing now. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. Let me let me kind of try to show this to you. Now, let me show you the gospel. Now, many of us have grown up hearing the word of God, hearing the word of truth, hearing the gospel. And and, and the gospel is, in the beginning, God. God. God created man in his image. And God created man and woman in his image. And you and I, we are created in the image of God to have a loving relationship, a loving face-to-face relationship with our creator. A loving face-to-face relationship with our creator. But a loving God, a good God, knows that for love to really be love, there has to be choice. So God doesn't say... You better love me. God doesn't say, the only thing you can do is love me. God doesn't say, I created you, you better love me or else. God doesn't do that. He doesn't force himself on us. He gives us the choice to love him. And when given the choice to love him through obedience, Adam and Eve, they, they turned they're back on God, and they sinned. They turn their back on God, and they sinned. And because God is holy, he is set apart from sin. He cannot look upon sin. As, his, as we turned our back on him, he then turns his back on us because he is a just and holy God. He cannot look upon sin, but he loves us. So he sends his son, Jesus, to sit in this chair and take on the flesh of humanity, to take on our weaknesses, to take on our nature, and to sit in this chair. And Jesus endures the cross. He dies a death that we should have died so that we can then live a life that we don't deserve to live. So he dies on the cross. And when we look at him and we receive him and we say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus turns our hearts back to the Father. And then what happens to the Father's heart when we receive his son, Jesus, the one he sent because he loves us. He sent his son because he so loves us. What then happens is. Face-to-face relationship restored. The gospel. The gospel. But what if, what if we tweaked it just a little bit? I know, blasphemy. What (laughs) Pray for me later, hallelujah. In the beginning, God created man and woman in his image, to have a loving face-to-face relationship. But God knew that for it to really be love, he had to give them a choice. So he gave them a choice. And in that choice, what did they choose? They chose the sin. They chose sin. And when they chose sin, they turned their back on the sinless creator of the universe. And as a result of their sin, our God pursues them. As a result of the sin in the garden, right after they sinned, God shows up and says, where are you? God shows up and says, who told you about your situation and circumstance? Who told you you were in this position? Who told you? I wasn't good. Who told you that you couldn't trust me? Who told you this? You need me. Who, who told you? And, 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 and in that moment in the garden, and we, we, we still decide to choose our own way and we turn our back to God. And oh, oh, God can only take so much, right? God can only take so much of our sin. And so as we sin and continue to sin, he continues to Pursue. Cain and Abel when Cain killed Abel he 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 says he says he he murdered him and he says i am I, I, I'm going to protect you so no one will kill you a God who still pursues and even in that we did this and god says okay wait hold on hold on i'm gonna give you my law i'm gonna give you the law and 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 the law will show you more of me the law will show you that you are my people and if you if you keep it you will be close to me we'll be close together and we said no i don't want to do that and god says okay then wait hold on i'm gonna send prophets prophets Oh, that'll work. I'm going to send prophets. And the prophets, they are going to speak to you on my behalf. They're going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to tell you how to be my people. The prophets will do it. And we said, no. I don't want the source. Give me the resources. Give us a king that looks like us. Give us a king who's human. said, okay, I'll send the king. It'll be my son. And my son will sit in this seat. And he'll change everything. My son will sit in this seat and he'll have an encounter with a woman at the well who has disqualified herself. Who the her her community has said she 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 can't be around us You can't even get water at the same time as us because you've been caught in so much adultery You cannot be around us The father says i'm going to send my son and my son is going to have an encounter with that woman And when he comes he's going to let that woman know that you are welcome here the father is going to then send his son, and his son is going to sit in the seat, and his son is going to say, come as you are, and you put your hand in mine, and let me show you the love. Let me show you the grace. He puts his son in this seat, and we get to see a king That looks us in our face and meets us where we are and says, I see that you are filled with anxiousness. I see you and I am the help that you need. I'm the living water. Just come to me. You don't have to jump through hoops. Just come to me. Just as you are. And get in a cycle of coming to me. Get in a cycle of coming to me. Get in a cycle of coming to me. When you fall, get in a cycle of getting up into my arms. When you fall, get into a cycle of getting up into my arms. This is the Savior. But sin has consequence. It does. It has consequence. And so this savior, this king, had to die on the cross, a brutal death. Had to have his beard ripped out of his face. Had to be whipped. Had to hang on a cross. Had to be punched. Had to be spit on. And then he rose again. And when he rose again, And we say yes to what he did on this cross. He rises again. And all of a sudden, face-to-face relationship restored. Here's what's bananas. God never turned his back on us. He never turned his back. And it, it gets me. Because I've had so many people turn their backs on me. But God knows it all, sees it all. People have turned their back on me for, they ain't even see what I did. <laughs> he knows it all, sees it all, knows it all, sees it all, knows it all, sees it all, and still pursues you and me. And then he says, but wait, there's more. Because I know that in this cycle of life that we just saw with Solomon, in this cycle of life, there are going to be moments and there are going to be seasons where you, where you feel alone. There are going to be moments and there are going to be seasons where you feel like no one is with me No one sees me. No one sees the hurt that i'm enduring. No one sees the pain that i'm in No one sees how let down i am No one sees the struggle of my sexuality that i'm going through No one sees the abuse that i went through no one saw it and if i tell somebody about it It's going to destroy me even more. I love the lord because the lord knows it all sees it all He knows the seasons he knows the the cycle of life and he made it so that the time will not be fulfilling to you and I because only he is so he says this not only is the face-to-face relationship restored but I am going to live inside of you I am going to give you my spirit and it will be the spirit of truth and it will lead you into all truth Truth about the world around you, truth about yourself, and truth about the God who created you. I am going to live in you. I am going to live in you. So that in those moments where you feel lonely, you can look to the hills where your help comes from and know that your help comes from Starts with a yes. Starts with a yes to Jesus. So I'm just gonna be bold and 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 I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask if you haven't said yes to Jesus yet. If you haven't said yes to Jesus yet, this is a safe place, amen. Do it with me. One, two, three. If you haven't said yes to Jesus yet. And you're sitting there. And I just want to encourage you. This is a safe space. Do not let, do, don't, 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 don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. But I'm going to ask you to do a bold step. I'm going to ask you to take a bold step. This is your first time you've never said yes to Jesus before. You've never said yes to Jesus before. And you want to do that now. I'm going to ask that right where you are, you just stand up on three. If that's you. On three, right where you are, stand up, because I want to pray a prayer for you. I want a I room full of people to celebrate you, and we are going to pray a prayer with you and for you. This is bold, but this, if this is you. On three, you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time. You've never been able to say yes to his face. You didn't know him like that. Now you do. On three, stand up right where you are. One, two, three, go. Anybody? Got you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You stay standing, young lady. You stay standing. Boom, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Boom, hallelujah. Hey. This is why. This is what it's about, right here. Seeing people say yes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Some weirdo speaking on a stage can't change your life. It's real. But the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he sees you, he knows you, he loves you, he brought you here on purpose for purpose. Amen? And you need to know that this night marks a shift in your eternal existence. This night marks the moment where you said yes to the one you are created to be in relationship So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer together. Is that cool? And I'm going to have you guys keep standing because I feel like in just a few moments we might have a few more people standing with you. But here's what you all need to know. Here's what's bananas. The Bible says that when one person says yes to Jesus, one person, you started it off. Thank you. When one person says yes to Jesus, the Bible says angels are free. Freaking out. The Bible says angels go crazy. Woo! I don't know how it sounds. Maybe it's like holy, holy. I don't know. I don't know, but it's awesome. I don't know, but it's awesome. So we as your family of believers, we celebrate you. But know that your family in eternity is also celebrating you as well. Angels are celebrating this decision that you have made. So I just want to lead you in a prayer. So bow your heads, close your eyes, and just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising again so that my sins can be forgiven. I receive your grace receive your love, I receive your truth, and I say, yes, yes, that you are the son of God, yes, that you died for my sins. yes, that you rose again so that I can be forgiven. I receive it, and I thank you Fill me with your spirit. Let my life be yours. Have your way in me and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we clap it up? Stay standing. Stay standing for me. Stay standing. Stay standing, you guys. Stay standing. And now I can never preach a message like this and not ask this question. For those of you that have said yes to Jesus already and you say, I need to rededicate and recommit to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now's my time. No longer is it my mom's faith or my dad's faith, but it's mine. It's mine, And I'm ready to step out of the cycle of my meaningless pursuits. And I'm ready to pursue the one that has so aggressively pursued me. I'm ready to peel back all of the religion and seek the face of Jesus for relationship. If that's you. I want you to stand up right where you are. One, two, three, go. Yep. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Hey. And here's why why I'm having you stand. Here's why I'm having you stand. Because because this is the safest place for you to stand in. Oh, you are surrounded by people that love you. You are surrounded by people that look at you and say, let's freaking go. You are are surrounded by people that look at you and say, oh, yeah, you are built different. I want to come alongside you and see what God can do in you and through you. You can stand in this room, can I just tell you? You can stand anywhere and proclaim the name of Jesus. So all of us together are going to pray this prayer. Everyone in the room, sitting or standing, we're going to pray this out loud. I just want you to repeat after me. We're going to pray it out loud together as a form of support for each other. And worship team, I'm going to have you all come on up. And then we are going to, when we finish praying this prayer, we are going to get on our feet and we are going to worship our God. And the prayer is just simply this. Just say this. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for meeting me right where I am. Tonight, I give all of myself to you. Have your way. Every area of my life, every area of my heart, do what only you can do. I am yours, and you are mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God some praise. Love you guys. Love you so much. Proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of you. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, even if you didn't stand up, I want you to talk to your pastors. I want you to talk to your leaders. I want you to talk to the people that God has placed around you. Because they are going to be the ones that are going to help you take the steps that you need to take to continue to go on this journey from his hands to his face. Can you stand up on your feet together with me? Let's give God some praise. Get up here up to the front. Let's worship the king because he is.